Boom blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and thank you for joining me as the Raptors lose. 128-122. Again, Raptors lose to the Portland Trail Blazers, 128-122. Raptors fans, let me know how you feel. That was a weird game. That was a crazy game in the sense that I don't think the Raptors deserved to win that game by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think they played well at all. Kawhi is just kind of that good that he made enough plays late to almost mask a rough outing. Um, And that kind of kept it close. Freddie played a great game. A little push there in the fourth quarter. But overall, I don't think the Raptors deserve to win this game at all. But they came close and they had a chance to win it. Right, A couple plays here and there down the stretch and there could have been a different outcome in this ball game. But yes, uh, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thanks for joining me as always live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Click that box. You'll end up into Periscope where you can find the chat bar there. You can ask questions, give your comments, concerns, what went wrong for the Toronto Raptors in Portland. Same goes for Instagram. Shout out to the people on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Of course, I can take your questions and comments there. I can see you. I scroll through. See what's going down. Uh, Raptors fans, I feel like probably a little down after this loss, you know? And it's weird because I said before this uh, before this four-game road trip started, I thought if the Raps come away with the split, that's a very successful trip, right? Like, I thought that would be a success if they get a split. Two out of the four games. Well, they won the first two games without Kawhi Leonard. And that might have been a surprise for some people. And I feel like from a fan perspective, you come into this Portland game and you're now you're thinking sweep. Could we sweep this four-game trip? But then the news comes out. Kyle Lowry is out. He didn't play. Thigh contusion for Kyle Lowry. But out goes Kyle Lowry. In comes Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard returns to the lineup. So Freddie continues to start. Freddie's been playing well. Freddie played well again tonight. That wasn't really the problem for the Raptors. I think Kawhi Leonard really struggled early. And the Raptors' offense got off to a bad start. And it was, you notice a difference, right? Like, if you go back to what what made the team so successful in the two wins in LA and in Golden State, it was the offense. The ball was moving, but there was a pace. I think that's the most important part. The Raptors pretty much outpaced Golden State, which sounds crazy, but that's what happened. Kyle Lowry make or miss, was pushing the ball up and down the floor. The Raptors tonight, especially the start of the game, did not play with that same pace at all. And that's a problem, especially when you're missing Kyle, which means you're missing Kyle's scoring. And even though I, even though I know it hasn't been there a lot, you're still missing his scoring. So you need extra baskets from other people. How do you get extra easy baskets? Well, through fast break points, right? There weren't a lot of that from the Raptors, especially early. The offense, as I mentioned, struggled, but also Kawhi Leonard. A lot of talk about Kawhi Leonard and how he fits into the offense or how come the offense looks so different when he's not on the floor, right? I keep telling you guys, watch the games, watch the Raptors in the half-court run sets, and watch what Kawhi Leonard is doing. If you pay attention to that, a lot of things become a lot more easier to understand, right? They'll be running sets, but Kawhi's kind of just standing in the corner. I don't know if that's like 
just what the action is supposed to be on the weak side. I don't know. I'm not going to claim to to fully know what Nick Nurse's offense consists of, but it doesn't seem like Kawhi Leonard is involved in the offense. What you know, all the dribble handoffs that you see, um, when you see that the perimeter players are Kyle, uh, Freddie, and let's say Delon or whoever, right? You're seeing the three guards all moving at the top of the key and the dribble handoff, someone setting a screen, there's action going on. I don't know if I see that when Kawhi Leonard is in the game so much. And so while he's standing there, everyone else is kind of just moving around, not really, kind of, sort of. It's a little awkward. And then Kawhi gets the ball, and then what? It's just ISO time, right? And that's not necessarily a, a horrible thing. It's not a bad thing, but you're just seeing the difference in the offense from when it's firing on all cylinders like it was in Golden State and in uh, LA to when it's just not. And I think that's a big problem that you saw, especially early in this game. The Raptors could not get their offense going. They were lucky to only be down five points after one quarter. Kawhi, I think, started 0 for 4 in that game. And the other part too, Siakam, you saw the same thing where, especially without Kyle, meaning Freddie's in the starting lineup, you're really going to need another playmaker with the bench unit, right? So you see what happens in the first quarter. Siakam goes to the bench early. That way he gets a lot of minutes with the bench mob, right? Trying to run the bench. He gets a lot more looks, gets to be more aggressive, look for his shot a little more. And that kind of worked, you know? Um, I just think that the Raptors, in that first quarter, they had a, a pretty much like a four-minute drought where they couldn't get a bucket, right? It wasn't looking good at all. And the only reason... The only reason it was that close was Siakam. Siakam went on like a personal 8-0 run early. He played a great game. And again, when he's leading that bench unit and it's him, DeLon, Greg Monroe, OG, and CJ, Siakam hit back-to-back threes at one point, then drove in for a layup. And he was just confident, right? And now you put him in a position where there's no Kyle, there's no Kawhi, he gets free reign. He gets to take whatever shot he wants, and he took advantage of that. The problem here, though, the Blazers bench dominated this game. Raptors didn't, like, you come in thinking it's going to be Lillard, it's going to be McCollum, and don't get me wrong, down the stretch, each of them hit big shots. But the main reason why the Raptors lost this game was the bench of the Blazers. Zach Collins, Myers Leonard, those guys gave great minutes. But Seth Curry was on fire. Seth Curry looked like Steph at certain points in this game, the way that he was just splashing threes. Good minutes from Stauskas as well, but I'm going to say Seth Curry and Evan Turner, right? Turner, because he was playing great defense as well. He's really bodying Kawhi a lot. As he continued to body him as the game went along, he got to see what he could get away with. And he found Kawhi kind of getting flustered with the ref, arguing for calls, which, not going to lie, he probably should have been getting more calls, but it just wasn't going that way. Tough loss for the Raptors. Um, I know the fans are probably fired up. And also, I want to read these comments because shout out to you guys. If you're here with me, joining me on a Friday night, it's 1230 on the East Coast. If you tuned in to watch this podcast after a tough Raptors loss, more credit to you. Really appreciate you guys. So I'm going to read your comments. I'm going to try to read all your comments because I really appreciate, appreciate you guys joining me and keeping this conversation going. So we start in Periscope which is Twitter for those who might be uh, 
not too up to date with the social medias. But first comment here. What the F happened to the Raptors in the last two minutes? Kawhi came alive, but everyone else kind of goofed. So this kind of leads to a bigger point, right? I talked about how Kawhi kind of looks awkward in the offense still because he's not running the sets or it doesn't appear like he's running the sets. So when he does get the ball, and then especially in the fourth quarter, it turns into give it to Kawhi. Everyone else is just going to stand there and watch. And that's what happened in the fourth quarter. Kawhi did a lot of damage. Kawhi hit big, big threes to bring the Raptors back when it looked like they had no life. It looked at one point, if you go back to that fourth quarter, there was a moment there where I thought the Raptors were going to get blown out, right? The Blazers went on a massive, massive run. At one point, the score was the Raptors cut it to one. It was 91-90. Then the Blazers went on a crazy 16-4 run, and I thought the game was over. But then here comes Kawhi, and here comes CJ. Going to give CJ a lot of credit because we've been hard on CJ Miles this whole season, but he played well tonight. He, along with Kawhi, brought the Raptors back into this game to make it close. Kawhi hits a transition three. He cut it to seven with three minutes left, and they were still right there, right? It was a two-point game at one point. The Raps were right there. The problem was poor execution at the very end of the game, right? The Raptors, you mess up an inbounds play. Five-second call at the end there. And it was weird because that might be the most animated we've seen Kawhi Leonard as him and um, Serge seemed to get into it as they were kind of trying to figure out what happened on the five-second call. Because that's pretty embarrassing, right? To get a five-second call coming out of a timeout, that's high school stuff. I shout out my high school coach all the time, Mr. Lilico. He'd get mad at us if we come out of a timeout and we can't execute a play. We get a five-second call against us out of a timeout late in the game. We're running suicides the next day, right? These guys are in the NBA, and that's what happened to the Raptors. So that's just poor execution there. Again, too, I just think that's where it almost appeared like the Raptors were playing without their starting point guard. I know it sounds crazy, but your starting point guard's going to know, I'm just going to run, like, forget whatever the play was that was called. Once it gets to, like, three or four seconds... Forget what the play is. You're just running towards the ball to give the inbounder, in this case Kawhi Leonard, an opening where he can pass the ball in. That didn't happen. And I think that's why Kawhi was kind of looking at Serge like, how are you guys just standing there? Like, run towards the ball. Help me out. Bad execution. Then on the following play, uh, there was just a turnover by another turnover by the Raptors where they needed the three. They came down on the break. Kawhi had it, he passed it to Fred, but everyone was just kind of like, it seemed confused, right? Serge got the ball and he didn't want to shoot it. He passed it to Danny Green, but Danny Green was now covered. Everyone else was just kind of standing there. Horrible possession by the Raptors down the stretch. And again, looked like a team that was missing their starting point guard, right? And I think to go back to the comment here in Periscope, the Raptors down the stretch, it was just kind of, you're in that position where they still don't know what the right move is, right? You pass it to Kawhi and everyone just stands and watch and watches, but also Kawhi at that point, he doesn't really want to play like that either, right? Kawhi wants to be in a position where, okay, if I'm open, I'm going to go, but also let's run a play, let's run a set, let's run some form of offense. Everyone else is just kind of standing around looking for Kawhi. Kawhi was kind of just standing around either waiting for the ball. Like it was just poor execution, super unorganized by the Raptors. And I feel like you wasted a great game from CJ Miles, who finally played well. 
Danny Green, I think, also had a really good game. You had good numbers in this game where guys that, like, you get 19 points from Danny Green, 5 of 7 from 3, 6 of 9 overall. Fred Van Fleet, 7 of 11 from the floor, 8 assists, 21 points for Freddie getting the start. Like, Fred Van Fleet has played really, really well in his last three games. But the Raps lose in part because I feel like it's so weird. Sorry. I got thrown off there because what's so weird, I just looked at this box score, and I was going to say Kawhi Leonard played, didn't play well. Then you look at the box score, he finishes with 28 points on 8 of 17 shooting. That doesn't seem that bad at all, right? But the eye test, when I watched that game, he struggled early, came on strong at the end, and most importantly, I guess early on when his shot wasn't falling, he was getting to the line, 8 of 10 free throws. So the stat line for Kawhi doesn't look that bad, but he didn't really play well early. And then once you're scrambling, the problem is when you're down in these games, right? You have to exert so much energy just to come back, just to make the game close again, that now you're, you're, you're there, you got there, you spend so much time getting back into the game that now when it's winning time and you have to dig deep to find another gear, that gear's not there. The Raptors just couldn't execute late. Couldn't execute late. Other thing that worries, uh, that should be a worry for the Toronto Raptors, Pascal Siakam. He went down hard. He drove to the basket, and he was fouled hard by C.J. McCollum. Kind of lost his balance in the air, landed awkwardly. There was no update during the game. I mean, I'll check Twitter now as we're talking, or maybe someone in the chat group sees what hap- sees if there's an update in the post game as this show goes along. But Pascal never returned. He fell hard. He landed awkwardly and then never came back in the game. In fact, I mean, that gave a chance for C.J. Miles to get extended minutes, and he was playing well, and he did well with those minutes. But without Kyle, you are missing that extra playmaker at the end of the game. And maybe they could have used Siakam in some of those, you know, some of those scramble plays at the very end where it's either going to be Freddie or... Uh, Kawhi if it's not one of those two guys you know Danny Green it's going to be tough for him to create his own shot Serge it's going to be tough for him to create his own shot those guys need the playmakers right but again those guys played great games 18 and 6 from Serge Serge was 8 of 12 Serge was balling in the first half keeping the Raptors in the game I mentioned Danny Green's points Danny Green with 11 rebounds as well in this game he had the high most rebounds on the Raptors he had a game high 11 rebounds for Danny Green Danny Green, your shooting guard. It almost just seems like a wasted effort by some of these Raptors where, you know, you're lucky to be down late in that game to even make it close because you lost this game because you couldn't slow down the Blazers bench. How often do you see a team have four players come in off the bench and enter double figures in scoring? That's why the Raptors lost this game right? Zach Collins, 16 points. Nick Stauskas, 13 points. Evan Turner, 12 points. Add in six assists and six rebounds for Evan Turner. Did a little bit of everything. I mentioned Seth Curry. Seth Curry had 13 points. The Blazers bench is what won this game for them because when they came in, they went on runs. And when you go on big runs again, that really means the other team needs to exert so much energy just to get back in the game. And you saw that. Right? Kawhi was going crazy hitting shots in transition. Freddie was doing... I give Freddie a lot of credit in this game, man. Freddie balled out. He played really well. 
but just not enough at the end of the day for the Raptors to come all the way back. In a game, honestly, if you if you let the bench, the other team's bench, cook you like that, you don't deserve to win. Just my opinion. I'll go back to the chat, see what people say. Yeah, here's another comment on, on uh, Twitter. Can't believe we got it to two, a two-point game there late. Exactly. Raptors didn't deserve to be in that game. The fact that it was a two-point game is crazy. Uh, let's see, the, the refs, they were mugging KL. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi, there were some points where it looked like Kawhi, you heard him yell and won on some layups and the refs weren't giving, giving him the call at all. Someone else agrees here in the chat. They say, I counted at least twice. Kawhi Leonard getting held, obviously no call in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, someone says, the refs are why I have to stop watching basketball for weeks sometimes. I'm not going to, I don't go that far. You know me, one of my themes is I'll never blame the refs for a loss. I understand that refereeing is bad, and maybe this sounds too simplistic, but the way I learned basketball, it was, hey, or not even just basketball, sports in general. If you don't want the refs to influence a game, if you take care of your own business and you put the team away yourself, whatever the refs do is not going to matter. That's just my old adage. I know it probably sounds too simplistic, but I'm never going to blame the refs. Did, did Kawhi get enough calls? Probably not. But the Raptors, again, when you allow Zach Collins and, and Stauskas and Seth Curry to go off, you allowed Seth Curry to go off more than you allowed Steph Curry to go on, to go off, pardon me, earlier on this week, right? Seth Curry balled more against the Raptors than Steph did. If that's going to happen, the Blazers are going to beat you each and every time. Because that's just not a good look for the Raps. Uh, more comments here. Let me get to these comments. Uh, Raptors defense was whack today compared to the previous days. Exactly. I totally agree. The defense wasn't good. The Blazers were getting out. They're getting easy second chance points. Um, when you're allowing bench guys like that dribble drives all the way to the basket or just even just wide open threes, it's just not a good look. The bench guys in terms of DeLon and OG, you got to play better defense in that, right? You can't be letting Seth Curry get off on you like that and you're not getting the points back. It's not going to work. Just not going to work at all. Um, the, the bench has made too many runs. Too many runs in this game made by the Blazers bench. And I think at the end of the day, that was the difference, Right? Blazers bench, got to give them some love. Let me go to Instagram here. I see some comments. Shouts to all the people there. Um, joining me at Sheldon Alexander. Remember, you can always join in there. Say what's up. Send me some comments and I'll read them just like this one. I love how clutch Kawhi is. He made some big shots to keep us in it. All I want for Christmas is for the refs to call a fair game. <laughs> um, I got to go with your Kawhi clutch point for a second here because this is a thing that I feel like people miss the point on a lot, right? So big discussion is we know there were plays where Kawhi bounced, dribbled the ball off his foot, right? We've seen Kawhi miss shots like directly at the buzzer. We've seen him like just not hit. I think like there were a couple of games in the end of regulation, right? Where he has a chance to win it and he misses it and then the Raps lose in overtime. And people are trying to talk about whether or not Kawhi Leonard is clutch or not. And what I kept pointing out the, was the fact that it's unfair to just judge him solely by the last second shot to either win or tie 
and not include the last five minutes where he's going buck wild just to get you back to that to that point of the game to where it's a one-point game or a two-point game right like the raptors in their offense for the most part was just they're down five or they're down six or in this case they're down 10 and it's just here you go Kawhi, and he's getting you back in the game and so there's a stat and this was heading into the game heading into tonight's game right and I feel like it almost followed suit. But Kawhi Leonard has a third, he's third in NBA in clutch scoring per NBA stats. So clutch scoring is defined as when a game is within five points with less than five minutes remaining. Okay. He's shooting 51% from the field in those situations. That's according to, to stats.nba.com. Again, Kawhi Leonard is third in the NBA, or he was entering tonight's action, right? Third in NBA in clutch scoring, right? Remember that. I'm going to read that again. Clutch scoring is defined as when a game is within five points with less than five minutes remaining. So that's just backing up my point of what I was talking about before, right? We can focus in on, oh, he dribbled it off his leg and it went out of bounds. We can focus on the fact that he's getting his shot off, but like, was it uh, was it the Boston game? Which game was it recently? He had a chance to, I think, to win it. Oh, it was the Nets game. He had a chance to win it and it at the buzzer and it rimmed out. Like it looked like it was going in and just rimmed out. And there's people out there saying, ah, oh, he's not clutch. He missed too many shots to win us a game or to send it to overtime or whatever. And it's like, guys, it's like it's make or miss, right? He's getting his shot off. He's getting a good look. It's make or miss. And you're discrediting everything to get you to that point. Remember that stat. That's the stat of this podcast because Again, did they make the plays very late when they cut it to a two-point game? No, they didn't, right? The Raptors failed miserably when they cut it to a two-point game. But to get it to a two-point game, it was Kawhi just going crazy. Kawhi is clutch. Don't worry about that. I keep saying that. As long as you keep getting those situations, trust the process that your star player is going to knock down the shot because he's getting the open look. That's going to be okay. So again, maybe that's a stat we should keep track of and follow along. Again, Kawhi Leonard, third in the NBA in clutch scoring, defined as when a person, sorry, defined when a game is within five points with less than five minutes remaining. So, hey, more power to Kawhi. I hope he keeps, he keeps gunning. They need Lowry to get back because you're really not going to figure things out with this team unless Lowry and Kawhi are playing together. It's the only way you're going to figure this out, and you're going to see the offense look the same for multiple games, right? The way that the offense was firing in those last two games without Kawhi Leonard, like, he's watching that, but he also has to watch that and figure out where his spots come in, how he gets his easy buckets. Kyle Lowry has to figure out, we, we watch, maybe this is a better way to explain it. Kyle Lowry has clearly figured out where Serge Ibaka can cook, Right? That pick and roll, Serge Ibaka at the top of the key will hit that all day, every day. Kyle Lowry's finding him there. We've seen that. We've seen Kyle Lowry with the dribble drive, dump it to JV. Maybe JV gets his little hook. JV wasn't in the game tonight again, but good minutes from Moose. Not mad at Moose, not blaming that at all. But the point I'm making is you see, use the chemistry that you see Kyle Lowry have with Serge. Know that the chemistry that he had with Serge wasn't always like that. It took a while to get to this point, right? So the same thing is going to have to happen with Kawhi Leonard. Because right now, 
Kawhi Leonard is getting his baskets based off the fact that he is a great one-on-one player that is skilled enough to get his shot off whenever he wants. He's getting his, his points off those plays or off of defense, meaning he's getting a steal or it's a turnover and a fast break. But within the flow of the Raptors' offense, how many points are, is Kawhi Leonard scoring night in, night out? That's what we need to see change. We need to see an increase in that for, to really know that this Raptors team is ready and fully consistent. And you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the pinnacle. That's when you know this team is at the is ready to fully compete for a championship, right? Because right now they're good. They're they're great. Like they're obviously the season is still going great. But I'm talking about looking at the overall process of where you want this team to be. And where you want this team to be is you want them to look like they did against Golden State and against the Clippers, but you want them to look like that with Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry in the lineup. And I don't know how many games we've seen that so far this season. We've seen it. We've definitely seen it. The first uh, Philly game, for sure. Like when they're early on in the season where they're running teams out of the gym, for sure. But I feel like lately, it's either been a Kawhi grinded out because he's scoring 30 whatever. And the Raptors kind of, once he gets going, they kind of revert and just like everyone takes a step back and just give it to Kawhi. But that's not running your offense. That doesn't help get everyone else involved, right? And maybe we're seeing this here where. If Kyle gets a rest, Freddie gets more experience. Freddie's getting, um, he's looking more like Freddie from last year, right? So once you get him going, things will improve as well. That's, I think, key for the Raptors. Getting Fred Van Fleet back and, and kicking as well as he was last year. Uh, someone says, all in all, I don't think this was a bad loss. Uh, no, I just think they're... I don't think it was a bad loss. I think there's games you just lose, right? Like the other team just came out more ready to play than you were. And maybe more ready to play is a bad cliche. I don't mean it like that. But at the end of the day, the Blazers are a great road team or a great home team, right? It's a tough place to play. The Blazers, if my computer would work, I'm pretty sure they improved to what? 11 and four at home. Raptors are a great road team, but sometimes, hey, the reason why we talk about great home teams and why home court matters is because your bench players play better at home. And what did we see tonight? We definitely saw the Blazers bench players play great at home, right? Follow the narratives, right? Follow the narratives. Uh, no energy tonight, but a learning experience. Totally agree. Uh, another comment here. I think the starting line could have been different. Maybe switch Siakam for OG Make right drive more, moose play more, and I hope Siakam's not hurt, but good game. Maybe we needed this loss. I mean, there's a lot in there for sure. I like the starting lineup, and I like Nick Nurse's uh, move of having Siakam in the starting lineup but taking him out early so that he gets to come back in with the second unit. I like that look from Nick Nurse. I think it's a really good move. I think it makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of the way, sorry, I'm getting distracted here because I'm seeing the highlights from the Thunder uh, Nuggets game and looked like Jamal Murray and Russ were getting into it a little. Got to check that out later for sure. But um, where was I here? Oh, just talking about the lineup. Raptors lineup. I just think what Nick Nurse is doing, I think it makes sense. The bench played well. Moose is going to play a lot of minutes and he did well. I want to see when we'll get to see Chris Boucher play non-garbage time minutes just to see what 
see what he has, right? And also just get him acclimated, right? Because he's obviously playing well in a D league. What he dropped forty seven the other night. You got to give him a go just to to get his feet wet in regular minutes on a consistent basis, especially while JV's out. I know, I know, Moose is there and he's been waiting for this opportunity and give him the minutes for sure, but. Almost like what we saw happen with Kyle Lowry, because I feel like the four-game slide from Kyle Lowry might have been from just going so hard early on in the year without Kawhi Leonard. You don't want the same thing to happen now with Serge Ibaka, right? You don't want JV to go down, and then now Serge has to play way more minutes because you want to make sure Serge continues his strong play for the whole year. You don't want fatigue to start setting in, and then that's when his production comes down. So... You can mix in and cheat some minutes, you know, between Moose and uh, Chris Boucher, just so that you're not adding that much extra workload onto Surge. I'm all for that. But overall, I don't think it was anything to do with the rotation or anything that Nick Nurse did. I think the Raptors, you had Kawhi missing two straight games. He's coming back into the lineup, but now he's coming back into a lineup with Freddie as a starting point guard instead of Kyle. It's just a different, it's a different thing. Still trying to get run the offense. We're 31 games in, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, we weren't as hard as we should have been. Uh, coach, some blame for this. He's supposed to play. He's supposed to set a mind set in the players' heads. Not going to blame the coach. Not going to blame Nick Nurse. I just think, hey, you lose some games. If, we, if you realistically thought the Raptors were going to sweep <laughs> this four-game road trip, I mean... Hey, you have a lot more faith in them than I do because I think I think they're a great team. I just think regardless of whatever team you are in the NBA, pick any team you want, give them this four-game trip, excuse me, and see how great they do on this trip. I'm telling you, coming away with the split on this road trip is a massive win, and you're still in position to do that heading into Denver on Sunday. That's how they wrap up the four-game trip. It's still successful. I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing a game without your starting all-star guard, and you lose in Portland. There are way worse losses you can have in the NBA. Nothing to see here. Nothing to overreact to. Kawhi Leonard, look, I said he had a bad game. I said that the majority of the game he didn't play well. He just turned it on in the fourth quarter and led the Raptors back. But he still finished with 28 points. 8 of 17 shooting. Six rebounds, four assists. Stat sheet still tells you he had a great game. There's still positives to take from this from the Raptors. Freddie Van Fleet, great game for him. I'd probably give Freddie the MVP of this game for the Raptors. Danny Green, the X-Factor. Anytime your shooting guard puts up 19 and 11, yeah, it's a pretty solid showing there, right? Uh, let me just do one last check here. I want to make sure and see... If there's any information out there on what's happened to Pascal Siakam, who, as I check Twitter, is the second trending topic right now in Canada, just probably because uh, fans are freaking out right now trying to find an update. Um, the thing I see here is Shams, who says, Sources on The Athletic or at Watch Stadium, Raptors Pascal Siakam is expected to be day-to-day -day after a hard fall on his back tonight in Portland. No damage found in post-game tests. Siakam has emerged as a valuable player for Toronto. Yes, Raptors fans know that. Raptors fans are well aware. But Shams is reporting... Let me make sure... Yeah, Shams is reporting that 
Siakam is expected to be day-to-day after taking such a hard fall. Um, not seeing anyone else here. I'm going to just check some of the other Raptors beat writers to see because I know Nick Nurse has already spoken. I saw that on my TV beside me. Uh, Doug Smith says, quick post-game word on Siakam. Is his back just tightened up? No suggestion it's anything too bad. That from Doug Smith, who obviously we know is the Raptors' legendary beat writer since the inception of the team. So we'll definitely take his word on that. Um, if the Raptors had to play a game without, like, a, without JV, without Sir, or without uh, JV, without Siakam, and if Lowry doesn't play again, listen, the other big part of this Raptors season is acknowledging that they are still the best team in the NBA and they've dealt with injuries this season. So that's what I mean when I say overall, relax. Losses are going to happen. Not going to win 82 games in a season. It's all right. Losing in Portland, who's such a great, great, great home team, it's okay. Losing in Portland without your starting point guard, it's okay. I think people just got a little too high after, which, hey, I'm not going to not going to get mad at you for being hyped up after beating Golden State without Kawhi. So I'm not I'm not knocking people for that. But all I'm saying is it's okay that the Raptors dropped this game in Portland without their starting point guard and without Pascal Siakam who people are talking could be the Raptors third all-star representative, right? So things are all right. Look at the positives. Freddie seems to be cooking right now. Freddie is back. CJ had his best game of the year, 13 points. That's a season high, I'm pretty sure, for CJ Miles. So there's positives around, right? Um, again, you you have the best team in the NBA, and you've been dealing with injuries from the start of the season to now in a star player that's not playing on back-to-backs. All in all, nothing to worry about, Raptors fans. All is good. Hopefully, you can come away with a 3-1 and one road trip, but a tough end to the road trip in Denver where we know altitude, tough place to play. So a tough place to play normally, but also just add in the fact that it's the last game of your trip where a lot of times some teams will have letdowns. I'll be interested to see how the Raptors do in that final game in Denver. But until then, thanks for joining me here on the wrap it up podcast my name again is sheldon alexander and we do this live on twitter after each and every toronto raptors game and on instagram you can also ask questions at sheldon alexander but again if you're not doing this live because hey i understand right now it's a friday night maybe you're out somewhere with your friends having a drink doing whatever you do on a friday night you know maybe you switched up after the game and decided to put on a netflix movie or one of those christmas movies with the girl you know no problem. We got you covered because this becomes a podcast, which you can find on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. Just search On Blast Podcast, and you'll find this, a Wrap It Up podcast, after each and every Raptor game the next morning, right? Also, shout out to the people on YouTube holding us down, keeping the conversation going in the comment section. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for continuing said Raptors conversations because that's what we're trying to do talk about our team which is the best team in the NBA so far this season again my name is Sheldon Alexander thanks for joining me because as I always say I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show as always 
unpolished, and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.